I'll read something from Rumi. In a dream last night, I saw the master. He called me to come closer and said, Love is an emerald. Its brilliant light wards off dragons on these treacherous paths. Only those who are truly in love can know this. But my worthy scholar, if you are tired of listening, keep telling your own stories instead. The other one, go to sleep. Let me be alone with my beloved. Leave this spent old man tossed by the wave of love all night. Be cruel or forgive me, but keep away. Do not like me. Fall into the trap of love. Choose the safe road of life. Leave me with my tears in the lonely corners of love's sorrow. My choice has been made. The beloved can be harsh but he is the ultimate lover, never expecting him to be the faithful. But you, worn-out lover, be patient and endure. There is no help or cure for this pain other than dying to yourself. That makes you contemplate it. <laughs> yeah, very cheerful. <laughs> A little brutal loving there. <laughs> I think I'll read further back in the back of the book next time. I won't open it up to the first page. <laughs> well, welcome. And I don't have a lot to share. There's nothing going on this next weekend or this weekend, is there? So, okay. So here we are. Summer vacation. Yeah. You want to go ahead and start? I guess. Yeah, the energy's with you. I'm looking for it. I don't see it, so <laughs> it's aware. one of those days. The energy's with me. I'm aware of it, and it'll be fun to see what information unfolds in the sharing. The main thing that was coming present in my meditation was really beginning to share a little bit more about the inner journey. You know, for years we've been talking a lot about loving, acceptance, forgiveness, and the inner path of sound and light. But we haven't necessarily shared a lot of details of the actual inner journey. What happens when you get out of body? What happens when you're in body and your spiritual eye opens and you begin to actually see and experience the inner realms, the spiritual realms beyond the physical, into the astral, the causal, the mental, the etheric, the soul, and in the realms of spirit? We've always referenced into these realms, but today I think it might be nice to actually share a little bit more of some of the things that can be experienced along the way. And so now I'm just beginning to look. See, my mind, it's fun because my mind looks like, okay, so what are we going to talk about and share? Because there's so many things. And the thing to keep in mind, it's really always looking to the light and the sound, just like we do in the meditation. On every realm of consciousness, no matter where you find yourself, whether it's in the body or out of the body, it is always the same process. Always look to the light. Always look to the sound. And that inner light and sound may appear in different ways, but you always know it for what it is. We often describe the purple and blue lights that as you meditate, and you may begin to perceive that movement, as we call it the radiant form, or the divine presence of the Holy Spirit, is it begins to awaken within us, 
That's the inner way shower. That's the inner master. That is the light of God by which it leads our soul from this physical dimension through the realms and in, back into spirit into the heart of God. And all we have to do is keep our eye on that light and keep our ear on the sound. Just as there is one eye, the single eye, that spiritual eye, it is the same for the inner sound, the inner ear, the third ear, if you want to call it. It's really just listening, beginning to hear and awaken to the true calling, the voice of God, that we call the sound current or the path of light and sound. It is often referred to as the sound, as the voice of God, in the true form of the Holy Spirit. We can perceive and witness and experience that in different ways on different levels. And all we have to do is pay attention and awaken to what that is. Because as that sound comes down through the different spiritual realms, we'll hear it in different ways. But the nice thing is, who we are as soul knows the true voice, knows the true sound. But we've got to allow ourselves to awaken, to look, to seek, to ask, to take the step, to take the many steps upon the journey, to always keep stepping. Sure, there's the times we take the breaks, we allow ourselves to rest, to relax. I call it two steps forward, one step back. But I have found it's not really a step back. It's really that process by which we begin to relax. And as I say, stepping back, that's really us becoming receptive and now allowing God to reveal God to us, that we may begin to hear the inner sound, that we may begin to see the inner light, that we may begin to experience that greater movement of the river of loving. And as you step into that river, as you move into this experience of the light and the sound. It is a wonderful journey. It's really our job to step into it. And once we step into it, then it's God's job to awaken us, to bring us into the greater experience in the fullness of awakening through the realms, through the inner experiences, in that journey of returning and knowing our greater oneness from which we've come. And so as we step into this river of loving, it does take us on an inner journey, a journey through the realms of consciousness beyond the physical body, first through the imagination. If you've ever seen the movie What Dreams May Come with Robin Williams, that's the movie I suggest to see if you want to learn about the imagination and the creativity in the hells and the heavens. That movie is a great, to me, visual of what can actually take place in the astral realm. But if you want to learn more beyond the astral, that movie will only take you through the astral, not beyond. Because truly, eventually, even though we have these outer references, these outer reflections, those help remind us. They help stir awake that inner experience. But eventually, we've got to be willing to let go of the reflection so that we can really step into that river and allow that river to lift us beyond the imagination, beyond the astral realm. And as we allow that river, I was going to say that liver again, I think I did that last week, we allow that liver, that river of liver to lift us beyond and through the different realms, you may actually experience like doorways. Have you ever seen paintings like by Da Vinci or some of the artists of the Renaissance where they show the clouds opening. They'll show the physical body and then they show levels in the clouds and they'll show all 
the seraphs and angels and other beings, and then another layer of clouds. There's another opening, and you see higher into the heavens. To me, those paintings are, are truer, truer portrayals of the inner experience of traveling, the soul traveling through the realms of spirit. You've seen us do our, our line chart, you know, where we write a line and say the physical, write a line, the astral, write a line. Well, that gives you an idea of what it is, but the actual experience is not lines and markers on paper. Well, you may have that. If you've experienced the matrix, you'll see how it's kind of like that in one sense, but it's more alive and vibrant. But really the inner experience of the soul's journey as it awakens to that greater oneness through the inner realms, it'll experience more divisions between the realms, divisions like clouds. Because if you think of clouds, they're really not a division. They're, they're like, what is it, moisture and air that gives the appearance where you can't see the sun, but when the clouds open, you see the sun. But yet, if you've been in an airplane, you can fly on through the clouds so they don't really separate you or stop you from going higher. That's what these realms are like. They have the appearance of levels and separation. So we begin to believe we are separate. We begin to believe, well, there is no sun. I only see clouds, so this is all there is. I don't know anything more than this. But yet the soul knows. And so as we turn our attention and focus to the soul, right here, that divine spark, and as we awaken and as that divine spark begins the journey, it knows, it knows that the clouds are simply that which we perceive as that divider between us and the greater truth. The soul knows there is no ceiling, there is no limitation. So as we allow ourselves to step more fully into the soul and awaken and experience moving into and through the realms of spirit, we will have the experience of moving through the clouds, moving through the fog, and all of a sudden we wake up to another realm of consciousness, a higher realm, where we know ourselves as yet truly more as a divine child of God not just imagining, but really begin to know that for ourselves. And so one of the ways I've experienced this is like those paintings of the realms just simply going through clouds. Sometimes when it's clouds and dark out, I know just to fly on through the clouds. That's all you have to do is just keep on going inwards and upwards, flying through the clouds. And on the other side is the sun, is the blue skies, the clear skies the brilliant light beyond the clouds. Just as you would lift up in an airplane and go through the clouds and above, and there it is, clear skies. It's the same thing on the inner realms where you really truly awaken and see the brilliant sun beyond the clouds. Another way that I've experienced moving into and through the different realms is also doorways. What we might perceive or call out in outer space here on the physical like a black hole I've witnessed truly as doorways. The reason why, scientifically, they cannot perceive or discover what is beyond the black hole is because it really does move to a different frequency of existence, a different vibration of life. And that is a frequency beyond the physical perception. So in order to move into those different frequencies, we've got to be willing to go beyond the frequency of the physical. And even in the inner realms, the spiritual realms, they can appear like black holes. They're doorways. You don't know what's on the other side until you go through the door. Step through the door. Isn't it funny? 
The first door we speak of is the tenth door, the spiritual eye. The first step of the journey is to step beyond that tenth door, step through the door, and then begin the journey in spirit. So the tenth door is but a lower reflection of doors within spirit. There's also a doorway in spirit, even in the calls of Rome, we call the tenth door. It is simply another doorway of going to higher dimensions, higher frequencies of loving of the spiritual realms. So simply step through the doors. Look for the doors. Look for the light. The soul of who you really are knows. It knows, especially if you've been initiated, that frequency of God's loving has been awakened in you. At the time of initiation, the spiritual eye truly is opened, not by Gemini, but by God's love, by the Holy Spirit. That tenth door, that spiritual eye, is opened in the initiation itself. And then from that point on, it is simply a process of you awakening and beginning to perceive, to see, to hear, to know that movement of loving and your oneness in it. It's a fun journey, and it's amazing all the experiences you can have upon that journey. Much of it may appear like you see here in the physical realm, but much of it will appear so different. But all you have to do is keep moving in that river of loving. You will know that river. It will take you through the different realms. I've experienced it on other levels as a river of energy, not of water. In this experience, it is the sensation like water, but you will know it is a dance of energy, a movement of loving as it moves to those other levels. But it will take on a feeling such as through the calls of Rome that is present inside of me right now that I'm sharing. I remember one experience of moving through this river that went by the city of lights. It was a beautiful, it was dark, it was the evening. But the city was as brilliant lights like ruby reds and emerald greens, just beautiful lights and white and golden lights. It was just a city of lights. There's nothing physical that we could reference, but it was all light. And yet there was this current, this river of loving that I was in, moving through and beyond the city. This river ran through the city. And I remember as I was swimming, journeying along this river, this current of loving, dolphins of light. Just like we see dolphins on this level as they jump out of the water and move and swim, I experienced dolphins on the inner realms swimming along with me as I continued along the journey. And then after a time, I moved beyond. That river took me not on up beyond that level of experience, on up into a higher dimension, a higher realm, into the mental. I don't know if you have studied other pathways or other teachings. Some of them call it the ring past knot. And I remember moving through this ring past knot. This, I just got hit by the loving, so I almost, when I really feel the loving, I just kind of start to cry. The ring past nod appears as beings, as flames, beings of light, beings and flames. They call it the ring past knot because these beings of flames form a big circle, a big ring, and this is another doorway. But only those that are worthy, only those that have the access, the key to gain access, to pass through the ring past knot. It is called the ring past knot 
because it is a point in the realm of spirit that souls that have not been initiated, that have not been given the keys, are not allowed to pass. That's why they call it the ring pass not. But those, those souls that have the sacred name, those souls that have the keys, have access, have permission to pass through the circle of flame beings, the ring pass not. I just love it when it hits me like that. Because when you begin to really go beyond that ring past knot is when you begin to really step beyond the karmas of the mind, the emotions, the imagination, and body. That's where the soul begins to step into its greater freedom, its greater knowing that there really is a God, to know that it really is that divine spark, that it is not of this creation of the mind, the emotions, the imagination, and body, but it really is divine essence. And that ring piss not is a great place to pass. To know that you really have permission, the authority to really move into those areas that others are not allowed because they not have yet awakened. They have not yet chosen into that greater pathway of light and sound of loving God. And that's the funny thing in all this. There can be all these metaphysical and spiritual teachings and so much information of all these experiences of the inner realms. And yet we can get lost because it can become so complex, so confusing, because it is so much more than what you can even experience in this physical world. But if you can always keep in mind the simplicity of simply loving God, and in that loving, you're given the authority, the keys, to move beyond all those areas where other souls may not have access. So always keep your light on your light, your light of the soul, your light on God. Truly that's who you are, the light of God, the soul, the divine consciousness. You'll never forget that. You always know who you are. You never forget these ex these teachings that talk about losing yourself, losing knowing who you are and merging into the greater oneness. It's true about the merging, but really losing your identity and not knowing who you are, you can throw that out the window. You will always know who you are. The nice thing is, as you merge into the greater oneness, you'll know who you are in a much, much greater way than you do in this individualized consciousness in these physical dimensions. So that journey beyond the ring past not is where the greater beginning takes place, by which you begin to really now transcend all the karmas where you no longer have to reincarnate into this physical dimension. You have a greater freedom, a greater choice, by which you can choose to reincarnate, to really work through more of the karmas if you've not awakened completely and fully into the soul realm. But you have a choice in spirit to continue the journey in the realms of spirit that you don't necessarily have to reincarnate. And if you've been initiated and you've been given the keys through all the realms into the soul realm, you have the freedom, you have that before you to really do the journey. Because once you have that, that is you having chosen God in the greater way, and God does not forsake anyone. God is always there supporting each of us all the time. There's never a moment that we're not supported. We just simply have to awaken and come into the knowing of what that support is and how that's working for us. And so that's what Gemini attempts to do here as we share. 
as we give, if you will, they call it the teachings. I like to call it more just guidance or direction or education, the how-to, to try to inspire, to give an idea, to give direction and show the way so that you can really walk the journey, that you can have the inner experiences and how incredible and wonderful it is. And so that you continue upon this journey beyond the physical creations, beyond the mind, into the greater freedom of your soul. And as you begin to really step into those greater levels beyond the mind, you begin to see that greater blue, golden blue light at the top of the mind. It appears as a blue sun with a white radiance around it. Simply step into and through that sun. That sun is the soul level, the mental region. It is also a doorway. And as you step into the doorway, you know yourself in yet a greater oneness, that you know that you truly are a divine soul, a divine child of God. And as you step through that door, you awaken into that greater knowing. And then you begin yet the greater journey, where you stand upon the threshold, where you peer into the vast void, the darkness, the etheric realm, where you know as you stand, you're standing on solid foundation. You know the freedom that your soul has come this far, that you are free, but yet there's a journey through that vast void of darkness for truly to become liberated. And you may begin to have the experience in the dream state, out of body, in meditation, intuitively. However, it'll show up within you where you begin to become aware that this world of the mind and everything below that level of the void is like a great prison, where it is like a prison camp. But in that prison camp, it never necessarily appeared that you were harshly or imprisoned beyond your will. Because when you awaken to the state of knowing, you know that you always have had the freedom, that it's always been up to you to step out of this prison camp, that you never really truly were entrapped. You only believed you were, you thought you were. But when you awaken, you know that you never truly were held against your will. It was simply a choice of going into the prison, but it didn't appear like a prison. It didn't appear as cold and damp and bars and you know, metal bars and stone. It appeared as open, green pastures, the sunlight, warm, sunny days. So it didn't feel like a prison. It actually felt good in some ways. And so we journeyed into the prison to experience. And then we got too caught up in it where we couldn't find our way out. That's when it began to feel like a prison. But now as we have journeyed and began to find our way out, to now step beyond the borders, if you will, of the prison camp, beyond the world. We know as we step through that, all of a sudden we awaken and become aware that we have been held in a prison and trapped in the world of the body, the imagination, the emotions, and the mind. It's a wonderful experience at this point where you really begin to know that you awaken to what that is. And then in that knowing, the awakening to the prison you realize, my God, you're free. There's really nothing holding you back. You're even aware of the prison camp leader, the guard, if you will, and the guards that help keep other souls in bondage or entrapped because they are not yet awakened to really know to go beyond the boundaries. But as we begin to step and see the boundaries, we begin to know the greater truth. And then we know within us, the soul wants to go home, to step out of the prison, to go beyond the boundaries.
And so we do. We begin that greater journey where we know we're stepping free, that the prison guards, the leader of this camp, no longer has the power or authority over us, that we now are making the greater journey beyond the borders, into the promised land, into the land of freedom, into that place by which the soul knows is the far country, the spiritual realms, by which we truly walk into our liberation. And so we begin the greater journey now. We know the truth of the land of reflection, the realms of time and space. And so we begin that journey. We know what that is. We've done it. We've been there, been there, done that. And we want the greater awakening. We want the greater experience that comes with the liberation, that comes with the journey back into the soul realm, back to the soul's home. And so we begin that great journey through the etheric realm, that vast void of darkness. And so we look for the way shower, the radiant form, the purple or blue light, or the teacher who you've been initiated by. Because they are the ones who know the way. Just as on any journey, if you have a tour guide that knows the way, you'll go with them because they'll show you the way. They'll teach you. They'll point things out so you know the signposts. That's the role of the spiritual teachers, to show the way, to point out the signposts. But it's up to you to walk the journey. It's up to you to take the steps. And so the tour guide will simply give you the tour through that great void, through all the realms. But in this case, I'm just speaking of the etheric. And so as we begin to look for that radiant form, of the Holy Spirit. It will lead us through that vast void of darkness. Again, it may appear simply a purple or blue light. And it will lead us through. In this case, in the void, more than likely it will be the purple light. And you may see it as literally just a stream of light, a river of loving, that as you step into it, you'll begin to fly and journey through that great void on up into the soul realm. Or it may appear literally as a train or a plane or, as we talked of before, as an elevator. It can appear in all these different ways, but who you are as soul will know that that is the way to step into that transport mechanism, if you will, which is really God's loving. But it will take the form or the shape by which we can understand, by which we can perceive, so that we can relax and move into that flow of loving that we can truly be lifted as we step into it, into that greater action of upliftment. And then that river, that radiant form, would begin to lift us through the etheric realm and into the beginnings of the soul realm, where at first the light of the soul realm will appear more dim because we're just coming out of the etheric. And in that place of the higher etheric, the lower soul realm, we may see the mountain the inner mountain. That is the mountain that the saints have always talked about, about climbing the inner mountain. We talk about the inner mountain. The first mountain is within the body. The seat of the soul is the top of the mountain. Through all these chakras, through this physical existence, here is the top of the mountain. And as we seat upon the top of the mountain and we begin to chant the names of God, that's when the soul takes flight, by which the soul now begins the journey beyond the physical, through that tenth door, and begins to fly beyond the top of the mountain. 
such as the mountain here, so it is in spirit. In that etheric realm, in the lower soul plane, we'll begin the journey where we begin to climb that mountain now, where our soul journeys. And the teacher of the wayshore shows us the way, shows us the path up the mountain and will walk with us, will lift us, will love us, will support us, will take our hand and assist us to do that walk. But yet we still have to walk it. But the teacher, the Holy Spirit, is always there, assisting you every step, loving you every step, lifting you every step. When you feel you can't make it, when you think you're going to fail, that you can't go any farther, you're too tired, you're worn out, you just can't do it, the teacher's always there. We'll take your hand and we'll begin to lift you so that you get back upon your feet, that you keep moving, that you keep loving that you keep really mal-moving and experiencing the greater part of the journey that you've been seeking all this time. And so you climb the mountain, and the teacher is there walking with you every step of the way, and then you find yourself at the top, at the top of the mountain. You've come home. You've completed the journey. You've climbed the mountain. This is now the end of the journey and also the beginning now of truly the soul now beginning to step into its liberation, now that it's returned home to the soul realm, to the land of milk and honey, the promised land, that land of liberation, where there never is night. It is always daylight. It's always blue skies, the radiant sun, the warmth of loving, everywhere at all times. There's never darkness here. And so the soul knows, the soul rejoices, and when we use the word praise the Lord, it's really the soul loving God in gratitude, thankful for the return, thankful to be back home, back to its true home in the realms of spirit, the realms of truth, not the land of reflection, but the realm of truth. And so the soul rejoices. The soul sings its song of love. It awakens. It knows itself in the greater truth of who it is, in this land of God. And in that greater liberation, that greater freedom, it continues now in joy and celebration. And then it begins the process of flying yet higher. Now that we've reached the top of the mountain, we begin now the greater journey. We go on up into the higher realms of the soul, beyond just the beginning of the soul plane, but now into, into the greater oneness. And as we fly higher, as we journey higher into the realm of soul, we begin to have the experience where we as soul begin to truly merge into that light of God. Literally, where we experience that light of who we are, that divine spark of God, begin to merge, become one once again, back into that greater truth that is God. And we begin the experience now of moving into the greater ocean of love and mercy, as it's called, where we truly experience that greater oneness. It's been likened, when I say, as a divine, as a drop in the ocean. You know, these are all metaphors and symbols, but they're wonderful symbols and metaphors because it really does happen. And as we experience that, we know that but it's a whole different sensation and experience than as if we go into the ocean physically. But yet it can have a similar sensation, a similar feeling, that movement, that buoyancy, 
that connectedness. It is like that, but yet so much more, so much greater, that we literally move into and not just float in the water, but really merge into and begin to become one with the ocean itself and know ourselves in that greater oneness. And in some of these experiences in the realm of soul, it's known as the Elohim, where the soul begins to merge into the Elohim, that greater truth of God in the soul realm. That's when we begin to really move into the greater knowing of our soul's oneness with God. And so the journey continues. We continue the greater merging, where we even begin to experience ourselves merging and becoming one with the teacher who initiated us. You may literally experience myself or Jim as an individual and appearing the way we do physically in the realm of soul, and all of a sudden you'll find yourself beginning to just merge right into us. That's the greater awakening into the oneness. Our job, if you will, is to assist you to come into that oneness. The true first level of oneness is in the realm of soul. So as you move into the teacher, it is like moving into truly your own soul, into the oneness, and yet a greater awakening, where you know yourself is one, that you truly are not separate. And as you do that, and expand into that greater oneness through that merging into the teacher, is yet like a doorway, another doorway, by which you are stepping into the greater experience. And it's as you step into that, you now begin in a whole different way. Instead of in the lower realms of the etheric and below, where I said it can be like clouds and divisions and separations that you move through, it's a whole other experience as you move into the realms of soul and in the realms of spirit. From that point on, it is simply a process of merging and experiencing your greater oneness with God. There's no more lines of division, no more appearances of levels. It is simply just a greater expansion into that greater movement of loving, truly awakening into your greater knowing of your oneness in that divine ocean of love and mercy. And then you begin to know yourself as light and sound, not even as a divine spark, but as light and as sound itself together in the oneness. And that's the greater fullness. That's the greater journey that this whole pathway is about, is moving into the greater oneness of who we are as light and sound in that body, in that ocean of love and mercy. It's funny, whenever I say the word mercy, I think of kind of compassion, just like the poems Jim read in the beginning where it seems a little bit hard in this world. But in those realms, it's just all loving. There's no need necessarily for the description of mercy because it's just all loving. It's just all beingness. This is all experience of really that greater experience of the light and the sound as it truly becomes one. As we journey before that experience, it can appear separate. It can appear as light and sound. But as we move into the greater oneness and spirit, the two merge, the two become one where we know ourselves truly as that oneness of the light and the sound. And it's just a fantastic experience. And so I hope in sharing some of this that maybe you begin to get a little grasp, a little stirring of maybe that essence, that knowing within you 
so that you just continue the journey, that you continue seeking, that you continue moving into that greater knowing, the greater experience for yourself. To me, that's really the only reason for even sharing all these things, to inspire you, to help maybe give a direction, things to watch for, things to be aware of, so that as you have your own experience, you look, you seek, you follow, you move into that for your own greater awakening, your own greater freedom and liberation. So I hope in sharing these things that it truly does assist you. And if it doesn't, keep on looking. Keep on journeying. That's all we have to do. Seek first the kingdom of God, and all else is added. What I found is the all else that is added is all these experiences that I have that truly demonstrate to me that I am that divine spark, that I am spirit, not the body, not the mind, not the emotions, but that I am spirit, that I am loving, that I am sound. So simply keep looking, keep moving, keep experiencing. Go for the experience, not just the words or information. I don't want our sharings to simply be wonderful stories that sound fantastic in a great storyline of the imagination. I know what I share is truth because that is my experience. I want you to know. I want you to make the story your own experience so that you know. It's much more fun and enjoyable to be in that oneness together in spirit than in this appearance of separation. So go for it. Go for that experience of the oneness. Know that there truly is nothing to fear. Know that there's truly nothing that separates you from that greater experience of oneness. It really is illusion. Any fear, judgment, fantasy, expectation, no matter what it is that you hold within you, it's all an illusion. None of it is real. None of it blocks you from these greater experiences that I'm talking about here. But one day, you'll know that. Because through your experience, you'll know that. You'll find out for yourself. Well, that truly was a wonderful talk and sharing because, if anything, that was a good guidepost of the inner pathway, of what it looks like, what it feels like, of where it can take us step by step, of that inner journey. And one thing that it helped me to really understand more, especially about what I've been witnessing in my own inner uh, press practice and, and process over the last few days, is how important it is for myself and for Brian to truly hold out the opportunity that is there and present for each and every one of us, uh, initiate or not, but as a soul to wake up and to know the greater loving that God has for each of us and to let go of all those things that separate us from that loving that God has for us. And the one thing I've been witnessing over the last few days especially is how much we live in pain and separation 
in our own darkness, in our own limitation, in our own belief systems that truly cause us to ever look away from the truth, away from the loving, in a state of unworthiness or whatever reason it is we look away from that, we tend to look away. Even often in our meditations, even though we may have been initiated and have that name of God to chant, there is still this part of us that still feels unworthy, that still lives in a state of separation and not allowing ourselves to move forward on this inner pathway that truly does reside there for us to each walk. And this pathway has been with us since the beginning of time and even before that. For truly the pathway is the ringing radiance of loving that resides within our own soul. It's ever there from the very moment that the soul came into creation and that light and sound, that seed of life that is God itself was placed in the very center of the soul. The pathway of return back home to God has resided and been calling forth for that return. And it is for us not to look outside of ourselves, but rather to look inside to the very center of our own beingness, to the very center of our own soul where that true loving that exists and resides within us and is ever calling us to come home does wait for us patiently to look inside, to come and give attention, to listen, to see, to see the light, to hear the sound, and to respond to that inner movement of loving and to allow that loving that is coming forward out of that ringing radiance of loving to move into all those areas of darkness that we have created within our, ourselves and to dispel the darkness so that we live truly in the light of loving. Recently, I've been noticing as I'm working with individuals on the inner levels in my meditations and at night during the sleep state that many people on this pathway, whether initiates in inner light ministries or not, are living in such pain and such sorrow in such confusion, in such entrapment in this world. And Brian put it very clearly, that it is like a prison. For some people, prison can be home. It can be comfortable. It's a safe place. The rules are laid out very clearly, and if you live in the rules, you have a pretty good life there. But if you don't know how to live the rules, it can be a pretty challenging life. You've got a safe place to sleep. You've got food supplied to you. And at first, it may seem like a prison, but after a while, it seems like home. And it's familiar and it's comfortable. And for some people, when they get freed from the prison, they stay out for days or weeks in the physical realm. But they do something in the way of breaking the law in the outer world to go back to it because it's so comfortable. Well, that's kind of how this true physical prison that we call this creation is like. For some of it's a very comfortable place and we want to stay here. It's a safe place. It's a safe haven. But for others, it's a challenging place to live. And as I've been walking these last few weeks and days in my dream state and in my meditation with different individuals on the inner pathway, I've ever been reminding them to look up. Look up. Stop looking down. Stop looking away. And look up. Look up to that eternal light of loving that resides first here at the seat of the soul that is the seed of God's loving 
that resides in the very center of our, our beingness, in the center of our soul. And then when we wake up to that, to look up even to the greater light of the divine within all of creation and to begin the next part of the journey home. But as I've walked with these individuals, I've seen how often in this lifetime we have had placed upon us, placed upon our consciousness, rules, regulations, have-tos, how-tos, placed on us by our parents, by our school, by our church, by society, by all these different places in the outer world, and how we often have taken these on upon ourselves and just lived them, not ever being aware of what it is we're living, but just live them. Living in separation, living in darkness, living in rules that truly cause us not to know our true self. And as I've walked with people and I've taken their hand and I've walked them on the inner levels, taking them upon this path that Brian so clearly described, many of them do not even know that we're walking the path. They are not allowing themselves to witness, to see the path that they are walking, even though they are walking it. They do not realize that the grace is truly present with them and assisting them in their journey home because they are ever looking to those rules, to those regulations, to those laws that have been placed upon them and ever measuring everything against them rather than to their own experience their true experience. 